That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hey, my brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. In today's segment, what I want to do is go over a Washington Post article. It is entitled, South Carolina Republicans Fall Short in a Bid for Near Total Abortion Ban. And this is coming as of September 8th of 2022. Uh, it was authored by Katie Shepard and Caroline Kitchener. Now, the Washington Post is a left-leaning um, rag, which is to say that they're activists, not journalist, um, which is why I like to usually go with them, you know, go with AP News or I go with ABC News, Washington Post, HuffPost, they're all on the left. I want to see how they're going to frame this. I haven't actually read the article yet. Let's do this together. Okay. And then I'll tell you my thoughts uh, on it. I can imagine, you know, because with this pro-life, pro-choice debate is, is usually the same, the same arguments, you know, being flung back and forth. Nobody's really presented anything new, but let's see. Uh, let's uh, find out together. So as you see right here, South Carolina Republicans fall short in a bid for near total abortion ban. And let's see what's going on. And they have this nice little picture here where, you know, he could be just brushing his brow, but they make it seem like he's, you know, frustrated. I don't even know who this man is. Wait, South Carolina State Senator Tom Davis rubs his head as a Senate, pres Senate President Thomas Alexander gavels a vote closed while debating a ban on abortion. Okay. Yeah. So trying to make it seem like he's frustrated or something. That's interesting. All right, let's see here. South Carolina Republicans failed to reach consensus Thursday on a near total abortion ban, quashing an effort to enact the second state law restricting the procedure since the fall of Roe v. Wade and signaling GOP troubles and getting party members behind strict, strict uh, prohibitions. So this seems to, you know, they're alluding to the, the Republicans are all on the same side. They're not, you know, at a united front. Anti-abortion lawmakers could not gather enough support for a ban beginning at fertilization that did not carve out exceptions for victims of rape or incest after two days of continuous debate. So if this is to be uh, believed, the issue um, is, it's I guess, some anti-abortion lawmakers or some Republicans, maybe, I mean, as we read through, we'll get more detail, seem to want no exceptions. And then there's Republicans who want exceptions for those two things. Um, I wonder if they mention uh, medical necessity as well. Those are usually the three. It's usually rape, incest, and medical necessity are the three that are used by by, by pro-choicers or used by anti-abortion folks who still are trying to kind of play the middle. Um, those are usually the three things. I don't see medical necessity yet, but let's, let's see if that pops up. The state already has a heartbeat ban that bars abortions after cardiac activity can be detected, which occurs around six weeks. That law took effect in late June, shortly after the Supreme Court reversed Roe, but was blocked by the South Carolina Supreme Court in August. Okay, that's interesting. I'll tell you how I feel about the heartbeat band um, at the end of this, or, or the heartbeat, yeah, the heartbeat band. Instead of passing a near total ban, without exceptions for rape or incest. See, they're not mentioning medical necessity. And I, and I wonder if medical necessity is still allowed and that's why they're not bringing it up. Because that would be interesting. Because that's what I'm saying, that's not, that's not accurate and comprehensive reporting, that they're not even bringing it up when we know if there's any type of discussion 
especially with this with this heated you know exchange it's always rape incest and medical necessity what if it's to save the mother's life what if it's to save the mother's life and i don't see that being brought up here that's interesting the senate bill bars abortion after about six weeks and includes exceptions for victims of rape or incest up to 12 weeks the bill also includes exceptions when a fetus is diagnosed with a fatal anomaly or when the life of the mother is at risk. Okay, there we go. There's the medical necessity. The 27 to 16 vote split largely along party lines. The legislation will now be sent to the House. So I guess that, you know, Democrats were there as well. I'd like to know all the numbers. Like, I, I don't want you to guide this article towards, oh, there's, there's trouble in the GOP. Like, I, I want to know where the Democrats sit, where the Republicans sit. I want to know what this what this voting split was. How many of the 27 were Democrat and Republican and how many of the 16? That's what I'd like to know. That would be cons- comprehensive journalism. The original bill senators began debating on Wednesday would have banned abortion except when a pregnant person's life is at risk or major bodily function imperiled. So they, they still, of course, want there to be medical necessity, but they just don't want rape and incest. Okay. A vague term that doctors and advocates fear could chill the provision of care to patients with dangerous pregnancy complications. Fear. Okay, how? How? If they're, if if a medical professional determines that the mother's life is in danger and this is the only way to save the mother, then what fear is there? Do you not... Do you only trust doctors when they swing your way? Is that is that what this is? Because the medical necessity already has a process to determine if it's actually necessary. So I think that that's to me is a given, right? Several amendments were made because there was not enough support among the Republican majority for a ban from fertilization or a ban without exceptions for victims of rape or incest. Physicians who violated the bill as it was originally proposed would have faced felony charges and civil penalties, including potentially a $10,000 fine up to two years in prison and the loss of their medical license. Patients who have abortions do not face criminal or civil penalties. I'm not going to let that happen, Republican Senator Tom Davis said after taking the floor to briefly filibuster the proposed ban. So Tom Davis went to filibuster the proposed ban, okay? He recounted how his teenage daughter asked him if he'd allow the legislature to take away their right to bodily autonomy in the earliest stages of a pregnancy. Davis added that he did not believe the proposed bill amounted to an equitable balancing of competing rights between a pregnant person and an unborn child. Okay, so even though he's in the Republican Party, he's obviously lost his mind. There's, there's, two, there's two huge things Actually, three huge things wrong with this statement. First of all, first of all, and they try to pull in your heartstrings like, oh, my daughter asked me. What he should have done was tell his daughter, first and foremost, don't get pregnant. There's a, there's a surefire way for you not to get pregnant. You can abstain until you find, until you find a partner that you actually want to start a family with. That's one. Two, your body is a vessel for another human life. That's the way it was designed. It's actually not a burden. It is a superpower. It is a gift. So it's we're not taking away your rights. What we're doing is advocating for the rights of the most innocent of our species. And then three, only a woman can have a baby. So to say between a pregnant person and an unborn child, who's a pregnant person? Senator Davis, who's a pregnant person? Oh, you mean a woman. So he's he's talking like he's a disciple of the left. 
which shows that it doesn't matter the, the, the party, what matters is the values. Since the fall of, of Roe, about one in three women have lost abortion access in their home states after bans triggered by the Supreme Court decision took effect. That in and of itself doesn't mean that it's wrong, especially when all, it, all Roe v. Wade did removing that was, was adhere to the, to the constitutional edict that these types of issues should fall to the states. You realize the way this is designed is that the states are like little countries. Right. The states form the federal government. The states are the ones that are in control. That's the way this is all intended to be. And they and they can they can secede from the federal government or dissolve the federal government whenever they want. If they come together. That's why in D.C. is not a state. It's a neutral place for all of these states to to come together. And the, and the leaders of those states, the governors come together and speak. That's the way it's constitutionally meant. If they taught civics properly, if nothing else, people would at least know that this all this stuff is unconstitutional. Right. Although abortion is temporarily legal in South Carolina, while the state's existing six week ban is blocked by the court. Like, why would the court block it? <laughs> why, why would you? This is trying to it's trying to save like innocent lives, but they're blocking like they're doing something, you know, great for our civilization. When really what they're doing is allowing for babies to just be killed. That's, that's very interesting. It is part of a large swath of Midwestern and Southern states that have banned most abortions, including Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee. And might I add that more black babies are aborted than any other ethnic group. And I would argue that Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee have a high minority population. So they're going to be saving a lot of, a lot of black lives. And so if you're like Black Lives Matter, you should be all for this. Just saying, that's the truth. North Carolina, which allows patients to terminate pregnancies before 20 weeks, remains one of the only states in the region to allow abortion care. That's an oxymoron. You can't say abortion care. Abortion is murder. So what you're saying is that you're, it's murder care. So that's interesting. Virginia allows, you understand language is important. Like when they say reproductive rights, but then they're talking about abortion. That's like Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood performs abortions. That's so the plan is to not be a parent, right? See how it's it's actually backwards. They say one thing to make it seem like they're this, but then the actions that they take are backwards. There's no such thing as as a reproductive, you know, reproductive. Oh, excuse me. Reproductive care would be caring for for the for the woman through her pregnancy to ensure that she and the child come through safely. That's reproductive medical care, not terminating the reproductive process. I, I, you, if, if you care about the truth, you have to admit that that's, that's simply what it is. It doesn't matter where you stand on pro-choice, pro-life. You have to at least acknowledge truth, okay? Like at least that. Virginia allows abortion until the end of the second trimester. Though the state's Republican governor wants to pass a 15-week ban, Florida allows abortion up to 15 weeks. While many states had abortion bans on the books, ready to take effect as soon as the Supreme Court overturned Roe, South Carolina would have been only the second state to pass a new abortion law since the ruling, following Indiana, which passed a near total ban in early August. The lawmakers pushing these measures are now faced with mounting evidence that the public does not support the Supreme Court's decision to overturn the nearly 50-year-old precedent. In August, voters came out overwhelmingly against an anti-abortion amendment in Kansas, while Democratic candidates who support abortion rights have outperformed, have overperformed in recent special elections across the country. 
The new efforts to pass near total abortion bans suggest that Republican-led state legislatures are out of step with public opinion, said Elizabeth Nash, who tracks abortion legislation for the Guttmacher Institute, a nonprofit research center that supports abortion rights. Since Dobbs, we've seen the public come out in support of abortion rights, but it's not hitting home with legislatures, Nash said. Because state legislatures are so heavily gerrymandered, so are she, is she trying to insinuate that the issue is the GOP and the GOP is not listening to the people and they're just trying to push their own agenda? Is that what she's trying to, to assert? Because you understand that that's exactly what the demolition party does and has done. You want to talk about gerrymandering, look at what Obama did in Chicago. Like, are you, see, they're relying on your ignorance. They're relying on the fact that you don't know the constitution and the bill of rights that you don't know history and the history that, that you do know, they've revised it to suit their own ends. So this, is, this to me is, is, is ironic, if not comical, that that's what she seems to be trying to insinuate, that like most Americans want to kill their babies. Is, is that what she's trying to, is that what she's trying to insinuate? I mean, granted, we have a, a, a disease culture that, that, that prizes narcissism and just love of self, but people with actual compassion, actual hearts, who believe in what's actually good, not some, not some personal truth that now I can be and whoever and but no, there's only one good and there's a wrong. That's the way this works. The people who actually believe in good know that there's no circumstance to which murdering your baby out of convenience or anything to that nature is, is a good thing for, for our society, for our civilization moving forward. That's, so that, that to me is very, very interesting. More anti-abortion legislation could be on the horizon. West Virginia is widely expected to pass another abortion ban when legislatures return for a special session next week. The state legislature in that state reached a similar gridlock in late July when the House and Senate were unable to agree on the specifics of their near-total abortion ban, which had been widely expected to pass in the deeply conservative state. Two physicians who serve in the West Virginia State Senate Republicans, Senate Republicans Tom Takubo and Michael Maroney pushed for an amendment that would have removed criminal penalties for doctors who perform abortions, arguing that their proposed changes would stop doctors from fleeing West Virginia, where hospitals already struggle to attract physicians. That's, but that's not a reason. So if they're fleeing, they're not fleeing because of this issue. Do you see what I'm saying? Like they want to, to not, they want to take away penalties for doctors who agree to, to murder children in hopes that they keep them from fleeing West Virginia, but they're not fleeing West Virginia because of this. If, there's our, if it was a problem before this, then that's not the actual issue. So my question is, what is the actual issue? Tom Takubo and Michael Maroney, why are physicians fleeing? It's not this issue, so fix that. Don't then allow them no penalties for, for murdering babies in order to, to entice them to stay. So as you can see, this comes down to values, not politics. And these, these Republicans here, just because they have an R in front of their name, doesn't mean that they're the good guys. So that's, once again, if you care about truth. The, legisl the legislature was unable to agree on a version of the bill to move forward, disbanding for the month of August. Legislatures have been called back to the Capitol to continue debate next week. Anti-abortion leaders say they nonetheless expect to see state legislatures continue to ramp up efforts to pass new restrictions. It's not surprising if for 50 years you were told that all roads go through the Supreme Court, 
said Christy Hamrick, Chief Media and Policy Strategist for Students for Life Action, one of the largest anti-abortion groups. Now they can go through state capitals and there's a lot of innovation out there. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that quote means at all, actually. Do you guys know what that means? Does that make sense? I don't see how that even matches even the tone of the article. I don't, I don't know what, what, I don't know what that's for. Maybe they just want to take somebody who was, who was, you know, an anti-abortion, anti-abortion um, advocate and just say like, look, see, we, we put them in this article, see how, how balanced we are. And maybe that's it. This article that I've read so far is clearly not balanced. You can clearly see where Washington Post stands. They, they believe that this somehow, somehow, you know, overturning Roe Ro v. Wade, which was necessary, that was bad, that was a bad decision 50 years ago, and, and advocating for, for life is somehow not what the pulse of the people, somehow not what the people want, and the Republicans are, they're not saying radical and extreme, but they're implying that, that they want something that the people don't want. So this, this article, that's why I like to use these left-leaning rags, because you can tell this isn't unbiased reporting where you're getting account from all people involved at all. And that, that little quote right there, uh, coming from Christy Hamrick, it literally means nothing. She didn't say anything. I bet she said more, and this is all they quoted her on. Right? But I don't even know what that means. Republican state senators in South Carolina went back and forth for hours on Wednesday and Thursday considering amendments to the bill, including some that would have added exceptions to the ban. One contingent of lawmakers pushed for a strict ban that would almost entirely end abortion in the state. Another group of Republicans urged their colleagues to include exceptions for victims of rape or incest and in cases where a doctor determines that a fetus will not survive outside of the womb. Okay, this should have been like the first paragraph. Because this is actually talking about what's, where the Republicans, like what's actually not splitting them, but what they're really debating about is wanting those amendments, right? Like that, that would be more accurate reporting instead of making it seem like the Republicans are somehow not in touch with the people and still trying to push like, like they're on their own agenda in spite of what the people want or something like that, right? I think they're mistaking them for, for the demolition party. Senator Billy Garrett, Republican, repeatedly pushed back on proposed exceptions, objecting to his fellow lawmakers' entreaties to consider the right of a right of autonomy over. I think this is a typo. Right of I'm going to say right of a woman, woman's autonomy over her body, especially in cases of rape or incest. The right to life, in my estimation, is the most superior right to any right. Garrett said. Okay, so he he's very clearly you know has his stance, has his principles. Okay. Eventually, even the most vocal anti-abortion lawmaker in the Senate chamber conceded that there was no way for the bill to succeed without exceptions for victims of rape or incest. As much as I hate being put in the situation, Senator Richard Cash, Republican, one of the state's most outspoken anti-abortion politicians, told a group of Republican senators who proposed a new version of the bill that included several exceptions, I intend to vote for your amendment. Ultimately, even a ban from fertilization with exceptions for victims of rape and then says failed to get enough support to pass on Thursday. Okay, well, then what's the point of this of this article at all? If this is ridiculous, so at the end they say ultimately, even a ban from fertilization, with exceptions for victims of rape and incest, and I'm assuming also medical necessity, still didn't get enough support. So this whole article is stupid. This whole article means absolutely nothing because they're saying here 
South Carolina Republicans fall short in a bid for near total abortion ban. Near total. But what they're asking for is, yes, a ban on abortion from fertilization, which is conception, but still including rape and incest. And what I can only assume is medical necessity. And they're saying what's actually splitting the Republican Party is those amendments. Some want rape and incest, not not even to have that be be an option you know for abortion and so that's what they were split on and then at the end it says here that they actually came to an agreement to allow those amendments and it still didn't pass so if it still didn't pass i want to know once again how many when we talk about these votes up here how many of the 27 were republican and and how many of the 27 were democrat and how many of the 27 or the 16 were republican and were democrat this is just shoddy journalism, which is why I say they're activists. So let me say this. The problem, you know, you know what they say is that, you know, in order for evil to prosper, all it takes is, is for good, good men and women to do nothing. And so I will say this. You propose something based on, based on principles, based on morals, based on what's right. You don't, you don't, you don't modify it because you don't think that that's going to pass. You do it because it's right. And if it has opposition, you will let those people show to the world that they're immoral. So my view is this. They have this proposed, um, it's not even a ban on abortion. That's actually not accurate because they're not banning abortion. They're allowing abortion, but for, but for these reasons. So it's not actually a ban. Washington Post put that in their title because they want to scare you into believing that that this is actually what it is. But by the definition, it's not being banned. Banned would mean it's not allowed at all. And at the very end, you can see there's exceptions for for medical necessity, for rape and for incest. So it's not that's not a ban. What they're saying is that you can't just get an abortion because you want one. Right. So that's a lie. And I'm not surprised that it's coming from the Washington Post. But if, if, if murder is wrong, morally, and abortion is murder, then that's it. You do go for, you do have, the only exception, the only exception would be if it goes through this, this medical you know, assessment process where a medical professional determines without a shadow of a doubt that, that the baby's not, not viable out, outside the womb and it poses a threat to the life of the mother. And even in those cases, you still let the, you leave the choice up to the family. That's it. That's not a ban on abortion. What that is, is something completely different. It's not a ban. And furthermore, since, more, since murder is wrong, morally, spiritually, even the, man, the, the laws of man recognize that murder is wrong, abortion is wrong. And you, you understand that, that when you're talking about rape, rape is wrong and you deal with that, but you don't compound that travesty, that tragedy with the murder of a baby. Understand this also, in none of those scenarios is it the baby's fault. The baby is not engaging in incest. The baby is not raping anyone. So to punish a brand new life makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. 
unless you just hate life. If you really cared about occurrences of rape and incest, you would then have, first of all, if, if you were advocating for, for the nuclear family and encouraging young people to couple together as they should and start a family and, and encourage them and educate them on how to actually look for jobs or, or, or to go for jobs and research jobs that will allow them a wage that they can actually protect and provide for their family, then we would have more marriage, we'd have more people born under mother and father, and then you would see way less occurrences of incest because obviously incest, there's something wrong there, right? That's against the natural law. So if you actually had families together, you would, it would dramatically impact that. It would also dramatically impact rape as well. But with regards to rape, if you actually had consequences that a rapist didn't want to, to have placed upon them, that would keep them, or that would keep a lot. I'll put it to you this way. Let's say you rape a woman. And within 30 days, you get a bullet in your head once you're convicted. Or you get castrated. Either one. Within 30 days, once you of conviction. Then, as a, per our, two, our Second Amendment, you allow women to be strapped. You will see a ridiculous reduction in rape. Tell me I'm wrong. So if you actually cared about women being raped, you would have consequences that rapists don't want to get involved in, and you would give women the best chance that they would ever have to defend themselves against a man. That's what you would do. But they don't care about rape or incest. They're just using this as a vehicle so they can murder our future. They just want, they just say these arguments and you go, oh, that kind of makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Murder doesn't make sense because I just told you, and, and not in a case of rape or incest, is it the baby's fault? So this whole article was crazy. I thought it would be, but I want to dive in. And if this is how this is how it should work you recognize the moral right and that's what you advocate for and it doesn't matter if you don't think it'll pass this is this is why evil is moving forward because we give concessions so that we can get a little bit of good done a little bit of good is not enough because a little bit of good also for you to compromise is going to come with a little bit of evil and that over time is going to rot out the good every single Every single um, and every single circumstance. So you don't give concessions to evil because it's evil. You don't give concessions. You don't go like, oh, you know what? It's okay if you do a little murder. No, we would never do that, right? And that's essentially what abortion is. Oh, you can do murder in, in these circumstances. That you're con you're conceding to evil, and that's never going to help out our civilization ever. And that's that's really what I want you guys to take away from this is that there is right and there is wrong, and you can maybe feel like you're being compassionate and like, well, you know, but what about rape? And what if you were compassionate, you would care more about the rape and the consequences and, and, and the circumstances because in typically in those cases, the woman was helpless. And if it's physical, there's no way a, a woman can compete with a man. So you would care more about that. But no, what you want to do is compound that tragedy, compound that malice, by performing malice of your own. You realize that like over 85% of women who get raped still, still go to term because they actually recognize that this is a human life and that human life shouldn't suffer because they were victimized. Look, we're off track. Our disease culture has us off track, has us loving ourselves, has us 
just sliding into hedonism. You understand that that if you're looking at the secular world, the issue with the secular world is that it's a trap door. It's this big grassy area and meadow and you run through, it's all just one big trap door because it inevitably leads to hedonism, debauchery, leads to self-destruction, leads to narcissism, leads to so- sociopathic tendencies, leads to depression, leads to, to drug use and, and what, that's what it leads to, violence, all that. That's what the secular world leads to 100% of the time. Because if you don't believe in a higher power, then all you're left with is, is no purpose. And so you just say, well, I believe in myself. And we're a broken people, so we can't be left to our own devices. <laughs> Clearly. All right. You know, they want you in the dark. I'm over here trying to help you do what? Turn on that light. You guys be well. <laughs>